Welcome to the UDP Broadcast, where a group of gamers get together and offer somewhat informed and uninformed opinions about the game industry and the state of things. I'm Luminary Weekly, and I'm joined today with Imi, the Eternal Barcode. Hello! I'm a barcode. Beep boop. And Mr. Boombody of Mr. Boombody on Twitch. Hello. Today we've got a good docket. Um, it's been in the news, circulating around for quite some time, um, mostly having to deal with uh, Activision Blizzard King, and it has to deal with the employee walkouts, and uh, there's even some unionization going on right now. Um, <clears throat> in fact, that's probably where we're going to start, is the unionization portion of it. Um, personally, my experience with unions is uh, not a great one, but of course I wasn't in the game developer industry, so it's not really focused on me, it's actually focused on the developers. So, I mean, what can an, a union bring to Activision Blizzard King? Well, uh, first off, scene change. Oh, that professionals. I said yeah. I wouldn't do it, and I did it again. <laughs> there we go. Don't mind us. Anyways, um, so I am a unionized employee in the IT industry, and um, I fully support them because unions themselves, you know, there are always they're always going to be a cross section of of society. So you're going to have good people who are really really working hard for the members, really working hard on uh, what's in their best interest, and they're going to have the slackers and the idiots who just you know, are in it for themselves or just don't give a shit. That's to be expected. However, overall, unions are amazing because they do have a couple fundamental things which really, really, really help uplift people. Number one is pay equity. Um, one of the biggest things employers like to do is they like to say, oh, we don't talk about our salary. We don't talk about you know how much you paid or your benefits because it's private information. What they're doing there is they're basically saying, we're, when you have an employer that, that encourages the whole don't talk about anything, what they're actually saying is we have such a diverse amount of money we're paying for people, it's ridiculous. And typically what that ends up being is that, um, you know, some of the worst performers will end up getting paid the most for doing the least. And some of the best performers will just keep getting more and more shit piled onto them till they reach their own personal breaking points. And there's no relief in sight. And it happens a lot more with uh, women and uh, people of color where they end up getting more and more dumped on their plates for less pay than their white counterparts. So unions really, really make that difficult to, to allow to happen because everybody starts getting paid on the same scales at the same rates. So there's no discrepancies. There's no finding out that your coworker who's been working with you for 15 years and she's making, you know, 40% less than you, but doing three times the work, you don't end up with shit like that because everybody is, you know, in that same classification is going to get the same pay and the same pay increases. The other big thing that uh, unions bring to the table is they give you the ability to have real tangible benefits. And I mean, healthcare benefits and leave benefits and parental leave benefits. Um, not everybody has, or not every employer uh, has any sort of a health benefit plan. Some of them don't even have retirement plans or even a 401k. And for uh, us Canadians, that would be a RRSP plan, registered retirement savings plan. 
that's their 401k. So you have those, and then some of them don't even have pensions. And collective bargaining, what that allows you to do is to lay everything out and say, we're going to work for you under these conditions, and we want these conditions met. And that's another part I'll segue into really quickly is uh, working conditions. One of the biggest things to hit the gaming industry every time release date is getting near is everybody's favorite, most hated buzzword, and that's crunch time. Yeah. And that has no place anywhere, whether that's at uh, you know Microsoft or HP or Activision or anywhere else. You know, that crunch time when you expect and almost demand your employees to put hundreds of hours a week into development of a product to ship for release date. Like I understand because I've taken some project management courses. I understand that project managers try their best for the most part to work with the timelines they're given. Unionization allows you to push back against those timelines and say, no, you know, taking two years to develop a five, a game that should take five years and then your last eight months is nothing but crunch time where people are working 24 seven. That's ridiculous. That leads to high levels of burnout, leads to high levels of uh, mental health issues, all kinds of stuff. And unions prevent that really, really well because they make sure that's in the collective bargaining agreement that says crunch time will not exist. And you will better manage your time. You will put in better timelines for your projects so we don't burn through staff. That makes sense. It, it keeps the um, keeps the uh, employers accountable for their actions. Is what I'm getting at. Absolutely. With this. And that's yep. that's important because the developers and anybody that's involved in in game creation is effectively shit on by deadlines, and those deadlines mm -hmm. are pushed. Um, some places not so much other than others. Um, <clears throat> with respect to Activision Blizzard, I think uh, the particular um, case has to deal with their contract work uh, versus oh, their full times. Okay. Yeah, so <laughs> you know, and that's that's the other thing too, because uh, I've been in the contract circuit for, uh, for a period of time, and it's it's pretty brutal. It's a mm -hmm. lot. It's a lot of high level work with um, pay that doesn't scale with where you're working. Yep. And it's just not fun. It really isn't. Um, the, my experience with unions, I was actually, um, I'll get into that real quick. Uh, I had to go work for a, a, a Kroger company. Not going to say which one because that's going to pinpoint where I was. But <laughs> <laughs> Plausible deniability. Yeah, just know that I was there. And in order to work for a Kroger company, all Kroger, com all Kroger subsidiaries or uh, divisions are all unionized in some way or, or another, be it um, if you're a meat slicer and whatnot. Mine just happened to be on the service side. And I'll, I'll tell you what it did for me. It allowed other employees to take my hours. And I wasn't okay with that at the time because, well, um, where I lived was expensive and less money is no bueno. But that's just a niche case for me. So uh, having a better understanding, because uh, just like you, I'm also in, in IT now. Um, understanding what that actually brings to the table is, is, is very important. It is. It really is because um, it's so easy to mistreat employees from the employment or the employer side 
there's very few times when you have people sticking up for you to help protect the workers. And what people don't really realize with business is uh, uh, HR is there strictly to protect the company and the employer. They're not there for employees. Uh, as much as we, we might or we might want them to be there for us, they're not. Their job is to protect the company at all at all costs and ensure that everything for the company is done in the company's best interest. And it gets a little frustrating because there's so many people who get swept under the carpet and abused by this and contract workers I have a personal beef with them, but not a personal one. And it's all on the employer. My personal opinion is that a contractor who's working on a project that is more than two years in length must be converted to a full-time position. End of story. Because I've worked with contractors before and the company I was working for paid under I'm trying to trying to figure out what I can say without doxing myself. We'll say, <laughs> well, for example, we'll say they were, uh, they were making $50,000 a year. Okay. And there was three employees. So that's $150,000 a year for the employees. The contract itself was worth about a million dollars or more. And those employees, those contractors only got the money, the salary, they got no paid vacation, no sick time, no pension, nothing. Only the stuff they were legally required to uh, deduct. And that was done on their end, not the employer. Because I'm not really sure how pay stuff works in the US, but in Canada, your employer will take off your Canada pension plan. Uh, it'll take you off your federal and your provincial uh, taxes. Uh, the contractors, because they're independent contractors, had to do all of that themselves, which makes budgeting and lives a lot harder. And they should have been reaping the rewards we had as unionized employees of pension, you know, health care, uh, paid sick time, vacation time, like actual paid vacation. And they got none of that. And for very short term projects like six months to a year, maybe two years max. That's okay. Anything more than that. Employers and unions have to fight to convert those positions to full-time positions, full-time employed positions, not contracted positions because those employees, those contractors are at risk of having a ton of stuff dumped on them for no added benefit and uh i can't remember the gentleman's name but uh last year i was uh perusing twitter per usual and it was maybe 2020 and it was right after about a year after the whole me too thing started with everybody coming out all these all these uh women's uh women coming out uh in the gaming industry about how they've been badly abused this gentleman finally tweeted out about a year later and said, you know, I didn't feel right about talking about it, you know, when Me Too was at its height, uh, but I need to talk about contracting in the gaming industry. 
And he went on to describe a situation where he'd been working on Heroes of the Storm. Initially, it was for some art pieces here and there for little token icons and everything else. And then they started dumping more and more work on him for the same amount of pay. But the deadlines were getting closer and closer and closer. And there was eventually uh, a management shift, a management change. And they never contacted again. They left him in limbo. He couldn't pursue other work. He couldn't pursue any other career options because he didn't know if he was A, still under contract, and B, when they were going to talk to him ever again. So eventually he got fed up and he went somewhere else, which I don't blame him, but converting his position to a full-time employee under the union would have been a better option and it would have allowed him to you know, do all that work with a lot less stress. Trying to fix crit chicken here. <laughs> oh, she got caught by the bots. Yeah, the stream the bots. bots. Yeah, yeah. But no, you're you're absolutely right, and I mean, I, I would hope. I mean, we we hear about more and more. I mean, yeah, around the Me Too time, there were a few, uh, a few people that uh, Schreier has put out a few articles about whatnot. People talking about the way it is inside the gaming industry for for developers and whatnot, and it's just, <clears throat> it's a shame. It really is, and and hopefully, uh, hopefully this will uh, will push forward a new day for for the games industry because it needs to evolve. It does, um, absolutely. You know, I mean, I, I in fact, I would argue that uh, that that contractors for even a shorter amount of time. I, I feel like if you've been working for a company for a whole year, you should be an employee. Let's be honest. Absolutely, I think two years is far too long. It really, honestly, to me, it, it depends on the project. I think it does. Uh, I mean, if it's if it's a finite project, not, and I mean, I wouldn't. I would say that games could be a finite project, but I think that you know, if I'm if I'm working for you know, you know, Blizzard, right? Am I making game for Blizzard? I, I think that you know, I think Blizzard should care enough for, and you would think they would care enough for about about investing in <laughs> in people after they've been around for two years or, or a year even. But, um, it, it's, it's it's I think it's a little strange because you would think oh well you know if they made a game you know they know how the system works they know how our system works they know how you know things work they're integrated I don't have to spend another six months or however long you know acclimating another another developer to the system and to the workplace so I think it's a a little odd to be honest so the biggest argument. I've ever heard from employers about contracting employees and not converting them to full time is, Oh, it's cheaper. Oh, well, I mean, bottom dollar. Yeah. But that's the thing. That's what we're led to believe. And if I go back to those uh, contractors we had, it was three of them and $50,000 each $150,000, but we paid a million dollars for the contract. Guess who thought the rest of that money went to, it went to the contracting company. Company. And the shareholders. So those people got no benefits. They got no paid sick time. No paid vacation. That's it. They just got the $50,000 a year. And that's all. So that kind of thing is abusive. And companies hide behind, oh, contracting is the be-all to end-all. It's so much cheaper. In the long run, it isn't. Because even when you factor in adjusted salaries for what? you know, they should have been making 
when you factor in the pension contributions and the healthcare benefit uh, contributions, it would have been less for all three of those employees than the million dollars that was paid. And it's just an excuse to not look after people because a lot of companies have multiple, they have one pile of money, of course, but they have multiple budgets they work out of and they'll allocate X amount for, you know, operations and maintenance, uh, you know, X amount for or Y amount for, you know, safety or something like that. And then, you know, Z amount for travel and, you know, whatever expenses. And one of those piles of money that's taken is for pay. And people like to keep that pay pile low because it makes shareholders happy when they see that they're not paying as much in salaries. So when you're paying a contractor, you're not paying him out of the uh, the pay budget for all your full-time and part-time staff. You're usually paying it out of your operations budget or your, mm-hmm. you know, a different expense budget. So on your, you know, your annual uh, returns and stuff, you get to write it off as a business expense rather than a paid employee position and apparently my phone was on uh, make noise uh, <laughs> i do apologize um yeah it's just it operating only... costs at that point and they can and it looks better to the shareholders and it looks better in, on paper and exactly. i mean it does and i mean and <clears throat> that's that's it, it's 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 a shame that people are just numbers but i think that those companies if we look at you know Activision, Blizzard, whatnot, I mean those companies are on the decline. Um, you know they have all this this market liquidity and everything, and 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 these millions of dollars, but they're they 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 can't. I don't think I don't think it's going to last. I really don't, especially with 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 everything happening right now. Yeah, yeah. Well, and what I do like and I really appreciate is that message that Microsoft put out saying within ninety days of the completed purchase of abk activision blizzard king uh they want to get down to the bargaining table with uh game worker games workers alliance which is the qa uh, the raven software qa department's uh union and get to the negotiating table right away that to me is one of the most encouraging things possible for the gaming industry and the it industry as a whole Because it means that the employer, in this case, it would be Microsoft, is looking to make a better environment for their employees. And, you know, to top all this off, this this week has been nuts with uh, people getting unionized all over the place. I've been super ecstatic. And Games Workers Alliance, Albany, New York is a new union that's filing for certification with the uh, uh, National Labor Board. They're a whole bunch of QA analysts as well. They've all uh, voted to unionize, and I can't wait for that to happen for them. So it's going to be absolutely amazing for them to uh, to get unionized because QA and customer service, or CS, get shit on. Let's oh, be yeah. honest. Yeah, definitely. Your uh, customer service is the first person to receive the screamy phone call about shit not working or, you know, billing not going the way it's supposed to or whatever else. Uh, quality assurance gets overlooked because, well, you guys don't do anything. You just sit there and, you know, they tell the coders that the th- stuff is bad. Well, QA is what <laughs> keeps your game running or your software running. Like, you don't screw with QA. It's like screwing with a cook. 
don't piss off the person handling your food. It's quality and, assurance. It assures your quality. Can can we have exactly. that, please? <laughs> and uh, I did see something this week that also made me super excited, and that's a little tiny game studio called Tender Claws, and their uh, employees announced that uh, they were forming the Tender Claws Human Union. And 100% of their eligible employees have all signed cards saying they want to be represented by Code CWA, which is Commercial Workers Associate or Commercial Workers of America. And Code happens to be their IT digitalized uh, subcomponent or, or subgroup uh, of employer of uh, union represented people. And that's fantastic. And I'm really happy for that. But I was excited to read the following statement from Tender Claws themselves. Now, keep in mind, uh, if you look at the actions of Walmart, you look at the actions of Starbucks, uh, when places have decided to unionize, the first thing that happens is those stores get closed, citing whatever bullshit reason you want. Usually it's, oh, they're not bringing enough money. Tender Claws, the game company, uh, released this statement, which I'm going to try and pull up that is not quite pulling up because my discord is slightly broken one moment here i'll help you find it hold on oh i have it it's just i couldn't click on it because discord is broken for me so this is their official statement on finding out their employees decided to unionize tender claws is a small studio that has made an outsized impact on the industry something that would not be possible without the creativity talent and commitment of our employees we're extremely proud of all we've achieved together and are grateful to work with like-minded people who are eager to explore art, technology, and human connection. We've worked hard over the, la over the years to make Tender Claws a supportive place to work where employees have the flexibility they need to pursue their own artistic commercial and commercial endeavors, learn new skills, and repeatedly return to work together. The Tender Claws Human Union will no doubt have a positive impact both within and beyond our walls, and we are thrilled to recognize and work with the union collaborating to make Tender Claws the best working environment it can be. That's a and that is from uh, Danny and Samantha, who are the co-founders of Tender Claws. And as a unionized person, who has seen all kinds of bullshit, especially with ABK, on trying to stop people from unionizing, this is the only appropriate response a company should ever give, and it is the best one I have ever seen, and I could not be happier for both the employees and the company themselves. And it's just amazing to see that this week. I agree. It's a real good feel-good uh, mm -hmm. uh, feel uh statement that tender claws had put out and <clears throat> yeah I, I i i'm absolutely on board with the idea of of keeping these companies accountable for how they treat not only their their internal staff but their contingent staff as well being contractors and contractor companies um it's it's interesting the topic that really uh, got me was uh, and i experienced it myself was uh, low pay, but these huge contracts, 
I have these mm-hmm. huge budgets, so where does it go? I mean, don't get me wrong. It was really nice getting breakfast burritos once a month, but that's <laughs> not where you get, you know, millions of dollars, right? Well, I, and I, breakfast burritos aren't going to pay rent. They're not going to pay mortgage, right? No, but you won't be hungry that morning because you can't afford to live. So, <laughs> well, why not? Well, <laughs> well, that's the thing. Like, um, unions, I think, are underappreciated in in today's world, and we've been beaten down by employers for so many years. You know, with everything about you know unions, you know they 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 take so much money a month from your pay. Uh, and that's my that's one of my favorite anti-union tactics is to say whatever your union dues are per year they like to uh, make it sound like it's gonna come off per month it's like no that's not how this works you <laughs> idiot um and then you run into situation situations like what uh, abk did which was take all the raven software qa's uh people and take them out of their department and quote unquote integrate them into business units that's a method of splitting people up so they don't talk together in the hopes that they don't organize. And, you know, it's, it's nice to see uh, Microsoft step up to the plate and say, yeah, we want to negotiate with them. We want to get to the table as quick as possible uh, to see tender claws come forward and say, hell yeah, we can't freaking wait for this. This is going to make us even better than we already are. And, I think we need to really start impressing upon people in any industry, in any job, whether you're working at McDonald's, flipping burgers, you're cleaning staff at a high school, it doesn't matter. Whatever job you're in, unions are good and they protect you, the employee. Just a little bit of history here in the U.S. It wasn't that long ago, and I say that in the sense of like, you know, 1900s, 1800s, whatnot, maybe... 1920s i can't remember uh industrialization there was a time where the company would take care of their employees as far as like retirement and health care and it was all kind of bundled in as like hey and this and they kept their employees for the longest time uh it's not so much that anymore which is uh like um when all the real unionization actually came through um and you don't see a lot of it you don't go up to any organization and uh, get a job there and they just give you the things that you need to live after you're done or while you're currently in their care and i say in their care because that's what they would do your medical Mm -hmm. bills were taken care of uh, to a point Uh, it was it it was an interesting dynamic i remember um, like i don't hear the word pension anymore not here in the u.s not at all. Yeah, I, it's rare. Yeah, I'm actually kind of jealous of your uh, your Canadian pension. <laughs> I'm I'm very lucky. I'll say that much because there are some companies that do offer pensions, but there's not a lot of them. Um, it's easier for a CEO to walk away with millions and millions of dollars than for them to sit back and say, you know what, I don't need this much money, and if I forego this much money, I can allow my employees to have a savings plan to retire on and we've let and enabled corporate greed go too far and shareholders unfortunately uh, are to blame for a lot of that and me being a shareholder in a company somewhere else not in the gaming industry i'm i'm part of this problem where we vote for compensation packages for ceos and executives that are exorbitant and we aren't thinking about employees themselves doing all the work well since we're talking about uh in the scope of activision blizzard king 
Now, Kotick, I think he's actually one of the highest paid CEOs out there, if I remember correctly. Or at least Jim Sterling has, uh, has pulled some light out about that. Um, for I what? would maybe like to see him bathe in lava. I mean, what? <laughs> well, it's, it's interesting. Like, okay, so let's, let, let, let's do a comparison, right? You've got um, the president of uh, Nintendo Japan, or the CEO, right? And you've got yep. Kotick, the CEO on our side, where I believe that was it, I think it was Nintendo, the CEO would actually sacrifice um, yes. sacrifice their salary so that way their employees could continue to live and prosper uh, because there's just too much money. And there has to be that division, to be quite honest. Like having these multi-billionaires actually exist is kind of pissing me off. Because who needs that kind of money? Well, I mean, don't get me wrong. I'd love to have that kind of money. I, I would love to just walk down the street like, huh, yeah, I could use a car right now because I'm on foot. You know, that, that would be great. But, but do we really need to have a asset number tagged to us at, in the billions at all? I mean, what exactly. You, what, like, you, what, what can you actually do with that much money? Not a whole lot. Like, it's too much money to even spend, really. Yeah, I think even Bill Gates says he's going to give away 90% of his wealth. That still leaves him with, like, an entire truckload full of money. Yep. Warren Buffett, um, I, think it, I think that's who it was, uh, he said he wants to get rid of all his money by the time he dies. I'm actually going to just double-check that. <laughs> Go for it. But I think, honestly, putting a cap on how much CEOs and all officer-level employees or anybody, there has to be some limit. I mean, and don't get me wrong, managing a global company, it's going to require some compensation. They don't, they don't just sit in their office with their big fat Cuban going, yeah, well, I'll just pass this off to this other officer and have them do it. And it just goes down the chain, which, I mean, it does happen that way, but... They're 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 it, they're they're traveling. They're talking. They're promoting the business. They they are working for the business and the shareholders, which is why they're elected that way. But do they need half a million, seven hundred fifty million dollar salaries? No. And no. I, actually, I was, I was right. Uh, Warren Buffett has promised to give away ninety nine percent of his wealth when he dies. I mean, um, that still leaves hundreds of millions of dollars for himself, you know, for his kids. So good for them. Yeah, I mean, it's going to give his family an absolutely massive leg up on anything to do for the rest of their life. However, considering his wealth is in the billions of dollars, uh, giving away 99% of that, that's not a bad thing. <laughs> like he's, uh, as of 2022, it's estimated that he was worth about $117 billion. So, to... sorry, go ahead. Indeed, yeah, I mean. And, and to give away almost all of that is, uh, I mean, by most um, CEO standards, that would be insane. Like, why would you ever give away all that money? It's like, well, who the fuck can actually use that? <laughs> uh, I mean, that leaves him with $1 billion or $1.17 billion left over for his family and anything else that he decides to do with it. But at the same time, he gave away like a hundred and sixteen billion dollars. Like, holy shit! It is, I got to say something about that real quick, and this is just before our, our topic switch, and we'll wrap yep. this up. Um, so, if you think about it, I, I mean, I'm pretty sure that um, capitalism is prolific everywhere. 
The problem with that is, depending on if, you, if you're in a rent-controlled market or not, or anywhere, which is the problem that, like, Austin, Texas, um, the major city hotspots is having with, hot, with um, uh, IT businesses in, in, in their area, is the fact that the salaries are higher, so it drives up the cost of living uh, to unreasonable rates, right? I mean, it, it's no longer based on availability of housing. It's based on how much... Uh, are people willing to open their wallets to get some place to live? And injecting that kind of money out there increases the barrier to how much folks can actually charge. I don't know what his plans are. Hopefully he gives it all to some charity or splits it out between all the charities or, or, or whatever. That's just an insane amount of money. Have somebody like just write the checks and send it on. <laughs> but that's, that, I mean, I, that's the problem I see. You're, you're taking a bunch of money that's been holed up inside of your pocket, and it's like, ah, we'll just release it into the wild. Fly, money, fly. And now the entire... I mean, if Warren Buffett, uh, Buffett kicks the bucket and gives away almost all of his wealth, he may crash the entire world. I mean, think uh, about it. I wouldn't say that because, I mean, the trade between your country and my country is over a trillion dollars anyways. So a billion dollars here and a million dollars there is not going to have a huge impact. Um, but what it will have a huge impact on is if it goes to the right places. And I mean places that provide healthcare access, places that provide housing access, employment opportunities. Those types of charities and foundations could benefit the most, especially science ones as well, because that can help us the most if people can know that you know out of the 116 billion dollars he's given away a whole chunk of it is going to end up going to say uh charities or foundations that provide low-income housing think of how many rent controlled or more or, or rate controlled low-income housing units could be built with that kind of money how much access to health care could happen, how much access to dental and vision care could be happening for people uh, with that level of money being injected into the right places. And I think really that's what I'm hoping for personally is that when this money is given away, it's given away to the right people instead of, like you said, just flooded into the market uh, to you know be spent all over the place and not really have a, a good impact. Well, if anything about Warren Buffett, he's certainly got some money since, so let's, let's hope he... Yep. Well, I don't even have to hope. I'm pretty sure he's going to do the right thing, you know, for the people, um, but not to the people, if that makes sense. Yes. Well, that's if the globalists allow it. Hey, I don't care what they say. <laughs> we can eat them. They will taste like chicken. I mean, well, well, I mean, that's if we're not all eating bugs by then, let's be honest. Thankfully, uh, that's unlikely to happen in uh, my country. I mean, well, no, not maybe not yours, but I mean, there, <laughs> there's a lot of that being pushed right now, and in, in the media is is if you look at like you know James Corden and and all these these actors that go on and start pushing all these you know kind of kind of wacky things to make the to normalize them, and I mean, hey, you you do what you want to do, but uh, you know, just don't uh, don't don't try to make me do what I don't want to do. All right, let's go ahead and wrap this up. Unions. They're good for everyone. You should push for one. Everybody yes. should know that you need to hold your employer accountable for the things <laughs> that they do and make other people do. It shouldn't be a Sorry. frat boy shop. Oh, go ahead. Uh, enigmatic gaming. Oh. Hey, grasshoppers basically taste like steak. God damn it. 
Well, they, they do sell chocolate-covered ones, so... Uh, I've also had a uh, scorpion lollipop, a lemon-flavored scorpion lollipop. You know, literally had a, a small baby scorpion on the nope, inside. Nope, 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 nope. Too close to yep. a spider. Nope, nope. Yep, eat it. Yeah, anything with more than four legs can die crunch, in a fire. Crunch, crunch, <laughs> <laughs> If it's got more than four legs, it's not a friend of mine. <laughs> so, yeah. Union's good. Anything else you want to say on this topic, uh, Boom or I mean? I agree. I mean, uh, everything's pretty well been uh, pretty well been laid out. I have the perfect segue to our next item, and that is unions also protect employees against harassment, oh, especially yeah. internal harassment, which leads into the next segment where we are going to be talking about uh, how Bungie is suing a Destiny 2 player for providing cheat software and threatening staff. Oh, the cheating conversation, man. That, that, you know, that's, that's one thing, right? That, those, those exist. It's hard to track them down. And there's been histories of, of, of companies going after, um, you know, they're just ruining their bottom line, right? Like, yep. Yeah, and, that, and, that's, and that's fine. Some of them have been successful. Some of them have been for naught. They're just throwing money at litigation against people. But this, for Luca Inkcellione... Um, he's so fucked. I can't wait. <laughs> oh, man. Like, they're, they're, he's going to come to court, and the bailiff is uh, going to hand him a jar of Vaseline, and it's going to be hilarious. He's not even going to get a pillow to bite down on. It's. Mm-mm. <laughs> so I read um, part of that uh, litigation, and they are they have 13-ish claims against him for harassment and uh you know violent threats like he was actually at one point threatening to burn down bungee hq yeah and pro tip everyone you don't say stuff like that especially in a public forum at all yeah like holy christ um so the lawsuit is amazing to read it is one of the greatest things I've ever read in my life. And Bungie uh, does a really good job of giving a, a background on this guy. They talk about his ban evasions. Uh, he ban evaded like 13 times, I think it was. Um, he has threatened employees. He's uh, provided uh, uh, wall hack software. Uh, I was checking to see if he did any uh, aimbots. I don't think he did. But uh, Bungie goes over in the lawsuit every part of the license agreement that he has violated. And they go over every single account that he's created and every account that's been banned, including the dates that they were banned on (laughs) and comments he's made. And he also went to Twitter at one point making, you know, threats and whatever else. And they recorded all that and they have all that in the lawsuit. And at one point, um, he tweeted, and this is on section three, Leon's threats, uh, point number 54 on May 18, 2022, Leon tweeted an image of an employee badge belonging to uh, Dylan Gaffner one of Bungie's community managers with the hashtag new profile pick. 
excuse me? Like, A, how fucking close did you have to get to to uh, this poor guy um, to to get that image? And B, why the fuck are you doing that? And then he also uh, tweeted a smile. I'm sorry. Uh, he also tweeted out later. I just realized I'll be moving to a place that's 30 minutes away from DMG, uh, Dylan Gaffner. I guess M is his middle initial. Or middle initial. He was using uh, the initials for uh, Dylan Gaffner. Like, holy Christ, you're targeting an employee with threats. And, you know, he probably hasn't done any, own... I mean, hasn't Sorry? done anything to this poor kid. Hasn't done anything to this, to this, to this kid. So, yeah. And like, these are like in Canada, these would be uttering threats and this would be criminal behavior. Um, I'm not sure how much that would be covered under free speech laws in the U S but in Canada, that's uttering threats and that's criminal behavior. And then when he responded to his own tweet saying he's not safe in reference to, uh, Mr. Gaffner, that is also criminal behavior. Like, holy Christ. Uh, so our Bungie is looking for some really, really good justice. Um, they're looking for a jury trial. And so the plaintiff Bungie is demanding a trial by jury to, uh, so everything in their, in their lawsuit can be dealt with. And the funny thing about the way I've learned about the way the U S works with jury trials, you tend to get awarded way more money. Um, also what they want is to permanently enjoin or prevent, um, uh, this, this uh, player from harassing the employees, stalking, or otherwise engaging in unwanted or unsolicited contact with Bungie's employees or Destiny 2 players. Um, they want restitution and damages, not limited to uh, compensatory, statutory, punitive damages, and all other damages permitted by law. Like, they are throwing the fucking book at this kid, and good on them. And that ends my rant for now, because holy shit, this kid deserves it, and good on Bungie. Amen. Yeah, I mean, globally, you really shouldn't be uh, saying the things that he said or any of the toxic stuff. <laughs> Jesus. I mean, it's like, like I, it's, I mean, there are teenagers out there, you know, killing themselves because people are telling them to, uh, and they're, you know, and they've also, you know, they're, they're, they're developing depression and things like that because of, of, of whatnot. But we're doing this to actual people. The people that make the games we love to play, and in his case, the games we love to cheat at and make uh, money on it, as you know, he... I think uh, I think they ended up locating this guy because uh, he's a black market seller of emblems, uh, of all yeah. things. And uh, I guess he used his email account, and then just from there, it was cheese. I mean, <laughs> it's like, oh, we Do you know what you. the worst part was for these emblems? One of them was an emblem that was exclusive to people who donated money to a charity. Oh. So he was selling this emblem... Uh, that was impossible to obtain unless you donated to a charity. And, like, how scummy do you have to be? Yeah, that falls under to, stolen valor, like, honestly. I, I don't know if that would apply to Canada, because stolen valor in Canada means you're, you know, pretending you're a military person. Well, let me put it this way. I, I say stolen valor because that's exactly what it is here, but think about it. If this thing is exclusive to folks who did a good thing, and that's the only way you could get it, um, that means people could get it, whether then that 
didn't do it. So it's one of those rarities, which probably jacked up the price, of course. But Well, what he was doing is he was ending up going to uh, a website. Uh, I won't name the, the website. It is in the lawsuit uh, document. You can go look that up. Uh, but it's a website notorious uh, as a marketplace for stolen accounts and other criminal fraud. He was an active seller on there. And he sells Instagram and other social media accounts because apparently that's wow. a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, he was selling a lot of these emblems uh, to people. Now, the thing is, these badges or these emblems can't be traded for the most part. Um, so that meant he was selling these uh, emblems to people for basically hacked accounts or stolen accounts or fraudulent accounts. So people were knowingly buying uh, inappropriately acquired product or, or emblems, which kind of makes you wonder about the uh, the ethics and morals of the people buying it, and we'll slap them with a rotten tuna later. Um, <laughs> but the it was the donation one that really, really pissed me off because that one could only be done um, through this charity. And give me a second here and try to find that charity uh can't find it quickly so we'll skip over that but basically it was mentioned in the lawsuit that there was a charity donation you could only get this one emblem from and he was selling this emblem which meant he fraudulently obtained all these emblems that he was just selling away Mm. and good on bungee for sewing the fucking shit out of him (laughs) yep like to the point of like, if you do this again, you're screwed. Not that you're not already screwed, but you know, just don't. don't. Exactly. And like, I looked into uh, what your laws in the States allow uh, for someone who's enjoined. Basically, the word enjoined, if you're not familiar with the legal term, means banned, prevented, uh, not able to do whatever. So because he was going to be enjoined or banned from anything, and starts selling again, starts providing cheats or harassing employees, he's going to jail. Like, for you guys, that's an, a criminal offense, and it would be something similar in Canada. Um, it's a criminal offense, and he's going to go to jail. If, he, uh, if this lawsuit goes through and they win, if he ever does anything like this again, he's going to jail. And fuck yes, that kid deserves it. <clears throat> I would like to uh, uh, comment on that, and that is, uh, fuck that guy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You and the horse you were in with an excavator, <laughs> with an excavator, exactly. Yeah, fucking with an excavator or C four, your choice. I don't care. <laughs> nice. Well, I mean, I'm not violent, honest. <laughs> I am a barcode. There you go. <laughs> the sensual black bars you have there, Mister Mister Barcode. But that's where I hide the C four, sir. Well, yeah, <laughs> they'll never search there. But oh, no. <laughs> uh, oh, no. so if that's the case, uh, we'll end on fuck that guy and the horse he rode in on with C4 and an excavator. So good job, uh, Mr. Inksell. Um, that's, that's so close to insults. It's, it's ridiculous. I think that's the point. I think that's what he was going for. And that just leads me to just really want to slap him with a rotten tuna. Yeah, well, there you go. So let's <laughs> let's just talk about a game that's been making uh, making some really good waves in the uh, 
in the news right now, and that is uh, Stray from uh, the developer Blue 12 Studio, released by Annapurna Interactive. So, I, uh, I, I have either of you had a chance to actually get your hands on this game and uh, and play? I have not played. I, I have watched. Um, I have not even had a chance to even look at it yet. I, okay. I've heard some really good things about it. I know, I think, yeah, Lumi, you said you were playing it this week. Oh, uh, yeah. I, I picked it up. I played a good hour and a half before I had to adult. And... Um, <laughs> What's it, so what's interesting about this game that I picked up right away is that it's, yeah, it's a, uh, it is a third person uh, type game, right? But you're not a person, so nothing's personified. Um, it, you're a cat. Like, I, I can't tell you how loud I squeed when I saw a press beat a meow, and I just no. repeatedly press it. That would be amazing. You know? and, <laughs> and it was really meow. cool. And, you, and, you, and you're a cat, and you do cat things things so you interact as a cat like you start out and you're with cats and they do cat things like uh, they lick each other and clean themselves they go and they search for food and explore and whatnot but uh, as you progress uh, you end up inside of the city being chased by what looks like um, uh, really cartoon cute head crabs from half-life and and they jump on you and The no. real interaction actually happens when you get your fancy little robot. Mind you, I'm not spoiling anything uh, about this game because that's just the major mechanic of the game because this is your communication. Apparently, this robot speaks cat and will tell you things to do. Right. Well, in the future, anything's possible. Uh, absolutely. Well, so I got a question for this game since you've played it and the rest of us haven't. Um, as a cat, you can meow, correct? Yes. And you can lick things, correct? Oh, and you can scratch up posts, TVs, posters, you name it. Okay, cool. Now, can you go sit on a counter, look at a human, look at a glass sitting on the you, counter, you can't do look, that. Yes. look at the human again, you can't do that. and slap it off the counter? Oh, yeah, like one of, the, one of the mechanics that they introduce uh, to clear off a ledge, there are paint cans, which you have to oh, uh, no. lightly, lightly bat. And I, it, it, it really is an adorable game. It absolutely oh is. Oh, my God. No I, looking at humans, though, as far as I understand. Any, any game that lets me uh, willingly look at a human and then knock their favorite coffee mug on the ground, shattering it into pieces, I'm all in on that. <laughs> <laughs> so what makes this uh, game important, uh, I mean, other than being great game design, Right. It, has, it, it, it really makes you put your mindset in a cat. You can only do cat things. You're not some, some, some cyber warrior. You're not a space marine. You're not, uh, 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 you're not playing a um, uh, grocery store simulator. You're not doing any of that. You're a cat. You do cat things. And you go on an adventure with a robot. And it's, 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 it's adorable. It's sweet. I know that they're talking about the, the biggest complaint is that it's too short. But I think the short adventure of just being a cat for that long is probably worth it. So huh. Aperna Interactive and Blue 12 Studio have uh, given a few charities uh, copies of Stray to give out to raise really? money. Yes, to, to, um, to raise money to help the, uh, the shelters. I think one of the ones that we saw was the one in UK, which is uh, for, what is that, Possum Players? No, it was um, Cats Protection. Uh... Hold on. Yeah, Cat Protection doing the uh, Possum Players streaming fundraiser. Yeah. That would be... Cats.org.uk. 
Yeah, and I think they gave it to uh, Nebraska Humane uh, for Cats or Humane Society for Cats Amazing. or something like that. Yeah, no, like they they, 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 they gave back. And mind you, it's a $26 game, but hey, you know, that's it's it, it allows folks to donate what they want, perhaps maybe getting more than this $26, and it goes straight to the cats. Um, I'm not sure about Canada, but we have uh, pet problems here for people who oh, yeah. buy pets because it matches their shoes and purse, right? Yeah, and, it's a shame. And once they become uh, not of use, uh, they'll just drop them off places, which is the saddest thing. I, I saw a video on TikTok where this dude found a kit and was like, oh, here you go, buddy. And like, as soon as he picked up the kit and the other kit was like, hey, that dude's cool. Like, come see me. Are you, and talking it, about, are you talking about the dude who saw it on the road and then like this swarm of kittens came out of the brush? Yeah, dude. Like, I saw yeah, that yeah. and uh, I, can't pet, I can't pet every cat. Um, <laughs> played my head. I need to. <laughs> so let me pet the kitties. So I, I think that's uh, that, that's worth noting and mentioning vocally and acknowledging that that that's that's a good move. Like I'm very happy about that. It is. That makes me happy. And and if you are a pet owner and you are a good pet parent uh, of a, a a kidder of any size or flavor. Um, they also have uh, pet gear offered by. Let me get the name of that that uh, the company real quick. Uh, Travel Cat, and they have a, a a harness that you can equip your cat with. It looks like the same harness that the cat in Stray um, wears. So it has like the little little pocket up top, which looks like the place where your your little robot sits, and. Uh, there's also this interesting-looking Space Age uh, um, cat travel bag with this giant bubble and air holes. So you can take your cat with you wherever you go. So I thought that was really cool that uh, we're seeing more of this things. Because, I mean, yeah, come on. If you get Assassin's Creed, um, you're, you know, I, that, I don't think they're, well, no, they do have Assassin's Creed-themed things, you know, swords. Yeah, you can, and, get, you can get swords and figurines and... But, uh, but but not something that you can really not something tangible. I mean, I guess I think uh, Cyberpunk had a jacket, but yeah, no, that's that's on the next level of video game merch uh, crossover kind of stuff. Yeah, it, it, it's it's neat. I mean, I mean, just let's let's put it in the perspective of like, um, when's the last time you saw dog meat f- uh, um, themed merchandise that was for your pet? Right. Yeah. Uh, never. I don't think. Yeah. Not even when I had a dog. No, no, I don't think so. So, it's a great way to support um, this uh, this great developer. And oh, you have a dog meat statue. Can you can your dog oh wear God. it? I mean, if you try hard enough. Yeah, I guess so. Apparently, <laughs> her chicken has a dog meat statue for uh, you listeners on the podcast. Uh... So, but yeah, that's it's it's, it's great stuff. Um, uh, other than that, uh, anything else that you want to bring up close to the end? We've we've hit unions sorry. and game I, uh, I, yeah. I kind of took over this, this episode. Well, well, sorry. Well, here, here's the thing about that, Imi. Uh, you're the one that's closest and uh, and are actively with the union, right? And you would be the best one to talk about this. I was with it's a union true, but... for like four months, and I told you my experience was that. I was like, oh, thanks. Um, I'm in this union, and they're unionized, and they took my hours. Thank you, I guess. But I unfortunately have not been in a union, so right. You know, it's funny. Once I got into union, um, it's been very difficult for me to look elsewhere without a unionized position. 
Um, my personal biggest thing is if I work somewhere that is not unionized, I had better not fucking find out that the woman beside me or the person of color beside me is getting paid less than me and doing more work and, and being assigned more work than me because I will fucking lose my mind. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, and that's, and that, that's the other part about it too. The entire conversation about not uh, discussing your wage with other folks and that's be, be, between union and non-union. Like there should be a standard is like if you're going to do this job and this job is worth, worth at starting out 55, 60, 70, 30, thousand dollars a year whatever it may be that's where you start that's that that's what it is i don't care if you're an intern and interns is a whole separate subject we don't even get into that right unpaid internships need to end wait that, what yeah no like, <laughs> yeah, so hey everyone so we hit up union we hit up union the unionization uh specifically with activision blizzard king we've talked about um uh shit bag ink cell that is getting going to get um <clears throat> the uh the long draw from bungie and we talked about stray and kidders and having a good time so other than that let's uh do a quick round table any final thoughts before we talk about what we're doing for the next week no no all right Amy, what do you got planned what do you got in the pipes for uh that uh, people should oh know my. about uh, I'm still playing Star Trek Online. I'm trying to uh, get the last of my unlock for the uh, summer ship that's available. It basically looks like a giant jellyfish, and I can't wait. For those of you who've watched Star Trek, the original series, you'll remember the giant space jellyfish. It's that ship that's available. And uh, <clears throat> I did a thing, and she's in chat. You can all blame Crit Chicken for this. <laughs> I um, I may or may not have resubscribed to WoW, and no. I may or may not be leveling. Shame, a holy priest. shame! Oh, oh a holy well, priest. That's even worse, dude. You gotta go discipline. I love bubble priests. That's just the only I mean, way to play. If you're not playing Pally. Are you really even playing WoW? Let's be honest. Oh. <sighs> Again. Uh, that's the stupid stream elements. You gotta but... be careful with your with your punctuation. Oh, yeah, or or actually too many gaps. Too yeah. many. Yeah, gaps. she said uh, he said the thing is All what right. she said and got uh, tagged well, for it. So, so are you ready for the new expansion? By the way, dude. Okay, so I have not played since Legion when I. Uh, the, I haven't the played since Legion. Of, uh, we stopped playing. Basically, uh, you know, I, I was in a world PvP guild trying to do mythic raiding. Mm. Um, it's very difficult because the guild members are used to instant gratification of RBGs and stuff where you get your loot mm. right away. They're not used to wiping a thousand times and then doing it a thousand more times just to finally get that one piece of loot. So they put in a valiant effort for world PvP guild. We, uh, I think we got four bosses down before uh before i was finally done with it and before the the expansion was finally done um so i haven't played since legion i picked up my uh my demon hunter and she can attest to this um <laughs> i picked it up i hadn't even installed any of the add-ons it was just the basic blizzard ui and it had not changed in how the demon hunter ha like the havoc demon hunter plays 
Mm-hmm. It was still one, two, three, four, and then either five or six is either mean beam or vengeful retreat to back up. Right. Otherwise, it's the same four fucking keys. And I think only once did I do um, a fell explosion and metamorphosis. That's it. It was the same <laughs> keys all over again. I'm like, holy shit, this has not changed. So she plays Alliance. And I'm rolling uh, th- this Holy Priest. And I've never played Holy Priest before. Uh, I've played Warlock, uh, specifically Aflock because it was fun just to run around, but like the ducks say, screaming, oh, cool. ah, <laughs> uh, and I've done Demon Hunter. Uh, his name is Demon Tard. If you ever see him on Shadow Council, he's probably backing up into fire. That's normal. Uh, and then I did a pally that I leveled uh, for the sake of learning how to heal. Uh, but otherwise, I have not played a lot of the classes, so this is my first Holy Priest, and oh my god, what in the hell. <laughs> but it's all her mm-hmm. fault i am back to wow because of her and also because of um, microsoft acknowledging the union and wanting to talk and get to the cba because i was i had a couple conditions unionization was one and i'm happy to come back you know just what, what would be nice would be if they offered um <clears throat> a wow subscription with game pass i would be totally down for that that would make that thing infinitely more powerful I yep. hope. I absolutely oh, man. hope that they would, do. Yeah, that, that would actually save probably. That would probably say Wow, to be honest. Oh yeah. Well, well, I mean, it's funny. So many people say Wow is dying all the time, and then you look at the SEC filings for uh, ABK, and it doesn't really. The the language of the filing never suggests that Wow is dying. So <laughs> I don't know. I can only see that you know somebody says it, and there's some. Uh, um, some person swimming in money going, oh, no, we're going under. Nobody likes Elder Scrolls Online. Yeah, don't, don't do that shit. Gaming. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, anything, anything oh. else, Simon? Uh, other than that, I'm a glutton for punishment, as was said in chat, and I'm back in WoW, uh, still playing Star Trek Online, uh, shit posting on Twitter, and harassing uh, Russian government accounts. Nope, got nothing going on. All right. Well, if I ever decide to come back to WoW, let me know what server you're on. I'll bring Luminary, the uh, Night Elf Druid Bear, and so we'll go wreck what's stuff. So funny is now they have cross-realm play on everything, cross-realm oh, grouping. Well, and, well, then fuck yeah, that. Uh, I'll just, yeah. if I ever decide to re-up my subscription, which will probably be not anytime soon, um, yeah, I'll bring out the bear, level <laughs> him up, and we'll go beat the crap oh, out of no. some raid bosses. Um, okay, so you'll be Bear Tank, and I'll be your pocket healer, apparently. Oh, no. Oh, Bear Tanks, <laughs> man, it's all about that dodge. Mr. Boombody, what is going on with you? What's coming down the pipes? What should folks know about? Uh, unfortunately, not too much. Um, tinker around with some uh, some crafts, but uh, mainly just uh, a lot of therapy and uh, trying to sort out the back and whatnot. All right. Yeah, your health is absolutely important. So when you do decide to return to content creation, I'm looking forward to seeing it. I, I miss seeing your giant wizard hat and and everything. So <laughs> it's uh, it's planned. It's uh, it'll be coming hopefully here in the next few months. Yeah, I think uh, Enigma has also got some back stuff going on as well. So yeah. Speaking of back issues, where can you buy new back? I need one as well. Uh, I mean, I don't know. I, I they had to just cut on mine and, uh, and 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 hope for the best. So you know what? Do we have from Futurama? You, you guys have all watched Futurama, I assume. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. If oh, you yeah. haven't, too fucking bad. Uh, 
I really wish we can get to the point where we can all be like uh, Richard Nixon and just be a oh, head in a jar. Absolutely. I wouldn't have to worry about my fucking back being Absolutely. busted. Absolutely. Put my head <laughs> in a jar, uh, interface me with the computer, and I'll be fine. Exactly. Be fine. And then all these billionaires we can grind up into Torgo's executive powder mm. <laughs> and feed us that. <laughs> oh, man. That's great. All right. Well, as far as I when is death? Oh no, I'd love <laughs> to get a robotic spine, man. When is Daddy Elon going to invent one? Ew, gross. Daddy Elon still got no. Don't ever say with. Daddy Elon ever again. I am going to throw up. <laughs> look, I'm, look, look. He's the closest one, as far as I'm aware of, unless someone's hiding some stuff in the back, like. Bruh. Yeah, you can bribe me all you like, but I mean, he may be he may be a meme cringe lord, but if he gets the job done, I mean, hey, you know, turbo cringe lord. I mean, I have seen the pictures of him on the yacht. That's true. It's pretty bad. I'm not even that pale. Holy fuck! Oh, look, 100 distilled cringe. Oh yeah, I saw that picture too. He's built like a Tesla truck. Well, no, Tesla trucks shine a little bit less, <laughs> and they're full of holes. Oh no. Well, onward to me. Uh, what have I got coming down? <laughs> what the do you pipe? got going on? <laughs> well, I've. On that note. Well, I, I they just released the expansion for No Man's Sky, and I bought that game at release, and I thought it was rather neat. It was a great adventure. Was it a great game? No, no, it wasn't. But it was a great adventure trying to figure out and work with all the glitches and seeing all the fucked up monsters and whatnot. It was uh, all the memes that came out from that where they were showing the side-by-side from the uh, release trailer versus what you've got and having that Jurassic Park, like, terrible accordion playing. Like, that... It's no longer that. From what I understand, it's really good. I believe uh, the... It's pretty uh, well polished. Uh, is a Sinan, or Sinan, is currently doing that with his crew uh, in between doing um, some uh, uh, PvP stuff. Uh, outside of No Man's Sky, but uh, I think that's hmm. what I'm gonna try to do. Try to get that up uh, and see if I can. Because you uh, did slide that game my way. Yeah, I need to get with you <laughs> and see if uh, see if you want to do that. Uh, I, I don't know how many people can multiplay uh, at a time. I know that they have a hub. I'd have to go look and see what's going on. So it's gonna be a lot of exploring and figuring out what's going on because you do start off the game crash landed on, uh, and you have to rebuild your ship and get back to space. So yeah. That's that. That's step. That's step one. That's 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 cut a hole in the box. So you know what step two is. Well, you put your ticket in the box. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, I'm just than... gonna face palm through that. But... <laughs> well, <laughs> Here we are. Uh, somebody had to say it, and uh, <clears throat> the beard wizard Look, got I'd it. Unironically, like uh, Rick Astley. Okay, like come at me. I'm just imagining the next TikTok video we put out. You put your dick in the box. Mm-hmm. <laughs> God damn it. That's all right. Wait, wait, and wait until we have her open the box. So, oh no, yeah. <laughs> or him depends on who you are. So, yeah. yeah. So, so No Man's Sky. Uh, of course, I'm going to be reviewing footage and creating more assets and and um, shotgun blasting social media for our wonderful prod- uh, podcast, UDP Broadcast, uh, and uh, get this out, get the word out, and make sure people come and listen. Uh, don't forget to follow Imi on Twitter at Imi21. Um, don't forget to follow and subscribe and and uh, harass Mr. Boombody on Twitter uh, at uh, Mr. Boombody. Uh, and, of course, go follow his channel. Uh, it's twitch.tv, Mr. Boombody. 
And um, <clears throat> I'm all over the place. Look for Lumi. Look for the hashtag UDP broadcast where most hashtags are served and you should find us or silly documentation about networking and servers. So who cares about the networking stuff? You want you want the broadcast podcast. <laughs> We're cooler. That's Way right. cooler. That's right. And we thought of it first. And it's not, yeah. So we're the yeah. UDP broadcast. No, we're, we're not totally stealing that from an RFC somewhere. Fuck that shit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess technically our, our full title would be the UDP broadcast podcast. But UDP broadcast will probably be just fine. It just sounds better. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. Other than that, that's all we've got. Uh, any final words? Uh, if not, chat, do you have any questions? I wonder what the delay is today. Sometimes it's like it's six not. Or seven uh, yeah, it's pretty short. Yeah, I've got uh, I've got Twitch on. Um, uh, was it low latency? And I put YouTube on normal because they will auto caption what we're saying for those that are hearing impaired. Oh my! I am uh, now going to uh, turn beet red because of chat, and I'm going to hide under a desk. <laughs> yeah, for those listening at home. Uh... I mean, was told uh, that, that that Crit Chicken loves timing, so there you go. There yep. You go. What's, yep. What's it, so 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 Derby what's interesting right. about that is, is that <laughs> Imee, the way she does it because she doesn't use the cap, looks like she misspelled Lumi. I'm like, I don't know this. Who is she? Why is she going to tell me what stuff? Yeah. <laughs> Either way, why well, am I getting left out? <laughs> Either way, you can Did find you your our, girlfriend. You can find. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> you can find our. I'm going to go hide under a desk now. <laughs> you can find our broadcast podcast on all the major podcasting platforms, and the VOD should be available on Anchor FM forward slash UDP Broadcast, and on my YouTube channel, YouTube dot com Luminary Weekly, and a playlist uh, hosting all the VODs. Other than that, enjoy the rest of your weekend, and may you have a great week coming forward. Yeah. <laughs> Consume all the things, whatever they happen to be. Well, you're almost out. you got to go make more, and it takes months. I know. <laughs> but I can always buy some in the interim. I do have beer. Ooh, beer. All right. We'll have to do an episode on beer. You know, I think it would be interesting. That's just like a crafty thing, and I would love to do like a craft episode at some point because I've got my hands on all kinds of crafts. So yes, okay, we know what we got for next week. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. See you later, chat. Have yourselves a good night. Adios.